0: You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy, and this is Claire. This is episode 282. This episode was recorded at the Mind Pump event, the podcast heart event. So this is with Christina Rice. She does Christina Rice Wellness, and we sat down had a conversation with her about her business, about her history, about her health journey. Uh and so this is probably I think this is the first one we were releasing from that conference or from yeah, that event. Yeah, it was
1: the first first interview we did at the event. Um Christina is great. She has a really interesting story about advocating for her own health and going through years and years and years of health struggles and having to go through multiple different doctors and you know still finally just having to kind of take control of her own situation and she now tries to help other people advocate for themselves and also just shares her wellness tips and shares um the different things that have worked for her at christinaricewellness.com so you can check out her website. You can check her out um, all, over, all over the, Instagrams and all all of the Instagram. All over the Instagram,
0: social media. And she's been on the MindPup, uh podcast quite a few times. So we got to hang out with her over the weekend. So it was really cool to get to know her in addition to interviewing her on the show. Um, and it was also just nice to have another chick at the podcast event. So we had a <laughs> good time with her. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is with Christina Rice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Hey, Sal, don't be jelly. Hey, do you, do you come need in?
2: something from me? No, no, I'm good. Do you <laughs> need something? He's always stalking me. Did you get your No.
0: I might need a refill. I
2: no, I want hot water for my for my lion's mane.
0: Your lion's mane?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Christina.
2: <laughs> How are you guys? Good. What time How's, did you get in?
0: We got in late last night. Yeah, like a
1: what 10 we got back
0: to the house yeah oh. so we're a little we're a little tired this you're morning tired. but we already have have mimosas and um yeah, i'm wow. not much of a, of a mimosa person so we'll see how this goes good in about luck. An hour.
2: <laughs> watch out you never know what they're gonna put in those oh drinks. my god!
1: i am not drinking <laughs> yeah
0: yeah just to be clear
2: <laughs> probably a good idea he was yeah.
1: like you're not drinking i was like ah uh, there's a small human in my body
0: that I'm she's pregnant my gosh. oh yeah. i didn't know that yeah
1: Congrats. It's not very it's, obvious. You have to
0: very like yeah, well, the pro-
1: especially with this sweater, sometimes I wear stuff where it's like yeah. much tighter. But yes, and I I have like all of my There you my go. my compression oh, layers. Wow. You all have layers the, of compression. Oh, yeah, well,
2: because layers. this she is just my pants.
1: Oh, okay. <gasps> so, yes. Okay, Stop. guys, I highly recommend <laughs> kind
2: of pants for those. They're just
1: maternity jeans. Why I, doesn't
2: everyone wear those? Why doesn't <laughs>
1: everyone wear them? 100%. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is my poster. It's not Christina's
1: head. face right now is so even, priceless. She's oh like, "Wow!" Gosh. Every single person on this planet needs to own one pair of maternity jeans that you wear to Thanksgiving dinner.
2: Yeah, true. Like
0: Joey on Friends when he puts on Phoebe's.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. my gosh, they're so great. They even have ones that aren't this full panel. It's just like it basically has this little thing where your pocket goes. It's like a little extra stretchy. Yeah. I don't know what actual pregnant women that works for because for me all it does is like hoist up my love handles. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like hello- like it's like a yeah <gasps> Lift like a, and hold. It's basically a push up bra for my love handles.
2: Great. <laughs> I mean it works. Which yeah. Is, but yeah. But, I can't believe I didn't know those existed. Oh I don't. I will not wear jeans like maybe like twice a year. Oh really? I don't know if I even own any that fit me at this point
0: in my life. But well, it's fine. you don't like jeans? Why? I you I know just what? I have, some, leggings. I have some. I have some friends and... who won't even wear pants. They are, they wear dresses only because they have like oh. a sensory. thing. Thing with clothing, huh. as adults, I and I never, I like, I never met people like that, and I was I like, met, "That's." I've met two people recently that are like, I just can only wear flowy things because, like, constricted. I feel the
2: opposite because if I wear flowy things, my legs rub together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just only wear leggings or or dresses, and I think that really was because like I always had really bad bloating, so it's just like I, I always know. was just like I can't wear anything that constricts me because it hurt. Right? Yeah, so it's just how I've always been. Yeah, but I have an aunt who. She will not. She wears all her leggings inside out because the seam, the seam bothers her. So just, oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, you have to flip your leggings inside <laughs> out, or like, get like the ones that don't have a the seam. seamless ones. Yeah. And she's like, no, because she's really like thrifty and doesn't want to spend oh gosh, more money. And so her tags are just hanging out. I'm like, this is at least bizarre. cut the tags off. Yeah, like, she doesn't give a shit. That's it's great.
0: That is so yeah. funny. I love it. So okay. Christina, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. How's the weekend been so far? Because we could, we just got here l- late last night. I
2: mean, it's it's been a day. It's only been a day. Yeah. But it's not, it's super nice. to be This is my first time in Tahoe. Okay. Um. I, I mean, we just podcasted yesterday. Yeah. It's good to meet everybody. Yeah. Nothing that too exciting.
0: Happened. Um. Where are you from? Give uh, us a little bit of your background.
2: I grew up in the Bay Area. Okay. Um. Do you know where San Mateo is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up in belmont which is right next to san mateo and then i moved to la for college and i stayed there and now i'm there now and i'm planning on moving as soon as i can really
0: yeah okay because i so i love la Mm -hmm. so much but i know living there is probably not the same what is it what is it i just need to like know this sometimes i need to be reminded because i'm like oh i just love la so much
2: no and i loved it like I loved it while I've been there, but I'm like, it's time to go. And it's really, like, I I don't want to leave for kind of selfish reasons. Like, I don't want to leave Erwan. Like, I I don't want to leave the food. Like, you know, and there are... I like being in my bubble. Erwan
0: is like that really fancy yeah, uh, grocery store yeah, no, for people who aren't from heaven. the area. Yeah. It's yeah. like I live there. It's but an amazing grocery store. Yeah. I was going to say,
2: but it's also like we were
1: in Venice in the spring and every time we'd go there, Joy would spend like $40 on juices juice and beverages. Yeah. No, yep.
2: it's it's really bad. I'm like, wow, I just <laughs> got lunch and it cost me $40. Right? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'll get I'll my go, combo yeah. meal and yeah. I'll get a drink and yeah. then I'll get a like side thing. And you're like, treat yourself. And then you're like,
0: $100 later, maybe I shouldn't. treat. Yeah.
2: Or like 20 bucks for a smoothie. which is always a fail. I never get their smoothies anymore. Well, and I feel like when you get, this happens
1: to me even like at Whole Foods, you go, you think like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store to like grab a quick lunch. It's going to be so inexpensive. No. And then it's like, but then you end up getting four times as much stuff as you would if you would just like ordered a burrito at Chipotle or whatever. Yeah.
2: I know. Also, and that's why when people complain to me about like how expensive it is to like, eat a clean diet and cook for themselves like what are you talking about i barely spend the only time i'm spending money is eating out
0: yeah exactly like when i'm
2: cooking for myself it's so cheap so cheap it's like like three dollars a meal right more than that but whatever
0: so what got Uh, you into the the health and wellness realm
2: oh man okay so
0: like go way back way back Mm -hmm. yeah like when you were born (laughs)
2: this is so funny um okay yeah so i was born via (laughs) c-section so i was set up for really bad digestive issues truly um is that is that
1: true yeah is that a truth so there is yeah there's some there have been some correlations because when you When you're, if you're born vaginally, that's right. You get some of the more of the microbes from your mother. Microbes, and so Mm -hmm. it doesn't always. It's not like if you're born by C-section, you will have. Right, it's not A
0: plus B equals C. However, there's some
1: damage control which got it. Mother didn't know about it. Okay, well, and that's only. Yeah, only very recently have people like started to be like. You know, putting baby. that yeah. together. Okay. Babies can. shouldn't be sterilized at birth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to yeah. sterilize, like, their gut biome, not yeah. sterilized, like, reproductively
2: sterilized. Yeah. <laughs> Just
0: to clarify because, that. Yeah. This is not yeah. turning into a right. really
2: nope. dystopian, yes. crazy world. <laughs> but, okay. Anyway, so I basically had pretty bad digestive issues, like, all growing up, but I thought they were totally normal. Um, I was always just really bloated, like looked nine months preg- pregnant, all the time and had chronic constipation, like a bowel movement, like, like as
0: a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, for as long as I can remember yeah. or like foods, I, I have like vivid memories of like, I would eat something and I would just get violently ill and I just like, didn't think it was an issue. Like, I just thought like, this is what happens sometimes. And I was just always used to it. Um, And it, it was all through high school too. And I would, I would skip like practice or like sports or like activities with friends because i like my stomach hurt so bad or like i was so constipated i couldn't even move but i didn't tell anyone because i was like i thought in my head everybody deals with this and like no one talks about it right 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 totally i thought yeah my family sorry they're never gonna listen to this but like they all have horrible digestive issues too and so i thought it was normal because this is like the model that's being set for me totally like um, like,
0: pop your pills and take your yeah. Tums and all that yeah, crap. Yeah, you know? it was just
2: kind of like, it's okay if you're, like... Never poop. Yeah, and, like, every, you're in pain all the time and you're always bloated and, like, like you're farting <laughs> you're and, and weird burping noises. all over the place. It's like a <laughs> mess. Um, anyways, so, and I also, in high school... um well, starting in middle school really well okay before that i've i had really bad anxiety kind of i mean from a really young age mm-hmm. and then in middle school started dealing with some pretty bad depression and like i kind of like dealt with my anxiety disorder and depressive disorder all through high school through college um so i was dealing with that too i had a lot of bad skin issues in high school too. Like, and that made me really, I had no confidence in myself and I was, I went on all these different antibiotics to try and fix that. And it was just a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, like bank. little did you know, you were just adding. I'm to the building things. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I was like living off of five hour energy and like t- oh. taking like twelve Advil a day and like I don't even know what was happening. Yeah, when
0: we were younger, you, you just don't know. Yeah, you don't know, like, so you're like, oh, this must work. Like Claire and I were just talking about this yesterday of like caffeine and yeah. we we're kind of joking about the five hour energies at the gas station. Yeah. I was like, you want a five hour energy, Claire? And I mean, and joking. I, like, I used it, to stock
2: them in my locker, and, and everyone knew people yeah. would come to me to pick up a five hour because I would have two or three a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: I just remember. T- Taking um, ripped fuel in college to oh stay awake, God. plus coffee. Yeah. I remember one day my brain was buzzing. I literally felt my brain like going, <laughs> yeah. it was scary. and I was like, "Okay, this is dangerous." I yeah. feel my
1: cells moving. So um,
0: yeah, I feel <laughs> like I feel them moving. So you were in that space of like just taking a bunch of crap.
2: Yeah, I did not, and to I, mitigate some yeah, symptoms. And I always I ate like shit. Like I just ate toasted to strudels and like waffles and weird sandwiches and you know pasta and like brownies and cupcakes i think everyone can relate to that i think we all did that as
0: kids yeah it
2: was just like that's how i always ate and i went out of my way to do that whatever so then i get to college and i really hated college where did you go to school (laughs) ucla okay um i was my depression was really bad Um, so what sorry what had you been anything you're about to ask mm -hmm. that question what had you
1: been doing if anything to like Manage your anxiety and depression, or mm-hmm. were you just sort of like Nothing. dealing with it? Nothing at all. No
0: that. therapy. No like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did, had you told? Had you told anybody
2: that you had like anxiety and depression feelings, no. or you just were like, "This and is"? You that- may not have I even mean, known I what think, it was. No, I didn't really know what it was. Like, I, mean, I during, I, I knew that there was a big problem, but I felt like no one cared.
1: Yeah. Did you um, also feel that same kind of way of like, well, everyone must just deal with this too? Like right. the same thing with your digestion? No,
2: synthesis? I knew that it was like beyond me like Mm -hmm. i knew like it was not normal but i just didn't know what to do because i i wanted my parents to be like are you okay right i wanted someone to reach out to to reach
0: out and no one did yeah and
2: i was just waiting there and when you're like a high school girl like yeah
1: one plus one is not equal to emotionally at all
2: yeah exactly and i mean i remember like anytime i did express uh how I was feeling it was kind of just like buck up like you're gonna be okay everyone has to go through this you know like and and with the anxiety I know my parents got really frustrated because from a young age like I was just like, the things I was paranoid about, I feel like this is going to fall over. I 100% <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, Hot water. The yeah, was about like, to tip over. It doesn't look
1: good.
0: Um, <laughs> Sorry, we just had a hot water situation hot water near delivery. near, <laughs> near uh, a lot of equipment. And I, know, I was very nervous. Yeah.
2: That scares me. Well, my parents would just get frustrated. Because yeah. I was so anxious. I like, could barely be- function in the world because I was paranoid that there was a serial killer under my closet. I couldn't sleep. Like I was afraid of fires. Like, if I fell asleep, a fire was going to burn me alive. Like I had these crazy phobias. Yeah, I felt, like, really inhibited me from doing a lot of things like i really couldn't function as a normal person mm-hmm. i think back on my thought processes and i'm like holy shit why didn't they send me to therapy right? mm-hmm. <laughs> why wasn't somebody like
0: well you know, at that, that-, that time too like families don't know like yeah. if you're not used to therapy or or and sometimes they don't want to accept it too mm-hmm. and they feel bad and they don't want it's hard to talk about feelings well and yeah. who
1: knows like you know a, a, um like mental uh what's it like mood disorders and that kind of thing like tend to run in the family. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have to wonder if your parents didn't also go through something similar and thought like why well, I was just told to buck up.
2: Like right. this
0: is how I Like dealt they like they, it. they do it how they learned, oh, you know, absolutely. so that's probably why.
2: Absolutely. Um so I was kind of, you know, had that all. And then when I get to college, I was really unhappy and I started I was like I need to this is also the time I'm becoming aware of like how normal everything I was feeling was and I was like I need to start going to therapy and I need to start figuring out my digestive issues like what's going on here because I realized it really wasn't normal that I was pooping once or once every two months or a month like
0: are you kidding me no oh my god like
2: that's what it was like it was like once a month or once every two months it was bad Mm -hmm. um and my mind is blown by that information (laughs) yeah I know me too it's weird (laughs) it gets, it, <laughs> you're like no, no i really crazier. yeah okay way i'm crazier. excited um
0: yeah excited. so
2: i kind of started doing a little bit of self self work i guess in that aspect i started going to therapy um i it wasn't really helping like i just felt like every therapist i was seeing like didn't get me yada 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 mm-hmm. and then i um fell into a binge eating disorder um and that was like a really dark time and after a certain point i was like i felt so horrible. Like, I just felt like I was binging on all these foods and I felt sick to my stomach, but nothing was leaving my body. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, and I felt literally physically sick and mentally just so out of control. And I was like, what is going on with my life? Like, um, I didn't like anything in mm-hmm. my life. It was really hard. I felt really disconnected from people there. Um. Is this all while you, while you were like living in the dorms? Yeah. I'm like living in the dorms and like my first year I had this crazy roommate who... <laughs> I'm not, like she was psychotic. Like she tried to perform an exorcism on me. Oh, like, great! She had That's a, like a machete in the room, oh my God. and like she would like stand over my roommate, and like I was on the top bunk. Thankfully, she like stand over my other roommate, and there were three of us, and like whisper to her and like stand over her. She would like While she was sleeping. <laughs> she spoke in yeah different languages. I'd wake up and she was naked in the corner, rocking back and forth. Oh. Like she was wow crazy. Like. I, and it gave me even worse severe anxiety, and also, so I got I got mono when I was a, a senior in college, and I had a chronic case that lasted me a year and a half. So I went into college with this. You I mean, a senior in high school. Yeah. So I'm sorry, yeah, senior in here. high school. So I went into as a freshman with this chronic case of mono, oh, and I'm I I have no energy. Okay, and I'm living with this girl who's trying to perform an exorcism on me. I hate my life. I'm like. You haven't pooched in a month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm isolated. Like no one gets me. It was also really weird socially there. Um, because I didn't want to join a sorority.
0: Yeah. Isn't UCLA all sororities or is it, what's the culture like? It's
2: like, if you're white, you got to be in a sorority. Oh, Okay. Um, and the sorority people, like the sorority girls, didn't want to talk to me because I was into a sorority. You weren't
0: in a sorority. I was sorority. like, this
2: is literally bizarre. Like, I remember yeah. making a friend, and then, like, later she was like, a few classes in, she was like, oh, what sorority are you And I was like, oh, I'm not in one. And she was like, oh. And she stopped talking to me. And I was like, hey, wh- what happened? Yeah. Like, and she was like, oh, like, you know, we're just we don't not, talk to yeah, we're not really supposed to talk to people who aren't in sororities. So I was like, what grade what am I in? You're not supposed to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is so weird. Meanwhile, though, like, you know i had a group of friends but i always felt kind of like like very disconnected like i wasn't yeah. invited it was like because my roommate was like my best friend and she would get invited and invite me and the non-exorcism roommate yeah i loved. yeah the non-exorcism one who i love like she became one of my lifelong best friends but you know i talked to her about it. i'm like what's like why is there this disconnect and she's like well they just like don't really get why you would want to hang out with us because like you seem like a sorority girl and to so, like date like everybody so, like, else,
1: you weren't a sorority, so you couldn't hang out with sorority girls. Yeah. But
2: you were. I'm you a blonde white girl, non-rated. so I can't hang out with the regular people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. So I just felt really isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never really been very close with my family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. And at the time, I was dating someone, um. But I ended up breaking up with my sophomore year because I just felt like I had so so much I needed to do for myself. I was like, I can't do it with another mm-hmm. human right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, that was oh, – all that was going on. Okay, where was I going with So, that? yeah. Anyway, so, so I'm mono, I'm dying, whatever. Yeah. And then I I fell into binge eating disorder and it was a shit show and I'm like, okay, I got to pull this together. And um, I'm a very like all or none type of person. Um and I was like, I am just going to be healthy. Like, tomorrow, yeah. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to start being healthy. And I know nothing about health or exercise or eating right. Like, what were
0: like, you studying in school? Did you psychology. have a goal? of Like, what you... Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: and I felt like... I'm really good at things I set my mind to. And I've always been the type of person where like school is like the one thing I was good at. Sure. Like I've always just been like a good hundred percent student. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that was just my identifier and that was all I was good at. Mm -hmm. Um, And that made me feel not that great about myself because I'm like all anyone cares about is that I get straight A's. Like and so I was like I'm going to be really good at like being healthy. You know, so I wake up and I, I mean, I stopped, I stopped binging and I started going online. I start reading everything I can on the internet and like reading bloggers and like MindBodyGreen and bodybuilding.com and all of this. And then I reached out to my cousin who was really into working out and he started helping me and. Um, I spent about a month doing the classic like cardio thing and then I was like, I don't like that shit. And then (laughs) my cousin taught me to like, he's like, oh, try lifting some weights. And I was like, yes, I like this. So that was fun. Um, And I started feeling a lot better and I cleaned up my diet a lot. And I was, but I was, I was eating like a very traditional, like bro, like bodybuilder style diet, like, you know. Chicken, chicken broccoli, broccoli rice. rice yeah that was it that was it <laughs> who among um, us has not got, yeah. been on the chicken, right. broccoli, chicken rice diet. broccoli rice yeah it was <laughs> happening it was good the oatmeal in the morning banana pre-workout like that weird blender bottle mm-hmm. i don't really know what was going on there um so yeah things were turning around and i was starting to feel like better just like i don't know better but yeah. i still am having these really bad digestive issues so then i start seeing people like i'm like the more i'm learning the more i'm convinced that it's has to do with something I'm eating. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's something I'm eating that's making me really constipated because I'm, I was like, I'm eating really well and I'm exercising and I'm doing all the right things that I'm like researching. I should, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be having bowel movements. What's going on? Um, and so I start seeing different nutritionists and like doctors and like, the best of the best I can find in LA and I'm spending like all my money I'm like I'm a poor college student and I have access to I don't have a car like I mean it's like it's like a big ordeal for me to get anywhere and everyone is really unhelpful this is before Uber when you had to actually like take a bus to get somewhere yeah yeah Yeah, I took the big blue bus it was and then Uber started coming in so that was helpful later on (laughs) but Uber kind of came in once I got a car but whatever Uh (laughs) so anyways I took the big blue bus everywhere I know no one was helping me and everybody I just got the same meal plan from every single nutritionist I saw. And I was like, You're not helpful. And they're looking at me like I'm psycho. Like I was like, No, there's I think there's something I'm eating and it's just the same like low calorie right. diet. It was like what I was eating, like minus something. Right. Basically. Plus or minus eggs or like yeah. yeah, exactly. They're like, Well try half a cup of oatmeal instead of a cup. And I'm like, Oh my God. I, that, no. I don't need to, like, weight's never been like an issue for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm just not trying to lose yeah, weight. Yeah, I've here. just kind of always been the same weight. Like, no. I, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I feel like I have seen a couple of nutritionists in my life and they have been 100%, other than, I mean, especially previously, like in college, 100% worried about weight
2: loss and zero mm-hmm. percent worried about it then I mean, like the diet like they're giving you a weight loss diet mm-hmm. yeah oh exactly especially in los angeles oh yeah you know and so that was i don't know i, I just felt like i didn't know who to turn to and um anyways I started feeling better and then i went to san diego for vacation on spring break and i had a cheat meal and had some froyo and that just i don't know what it said off my body but for like a week and a half, I just my body was exploding. I was violently ill. Um, like, and so was this all your freshman year, or what so of? by this I'm a sophomore. Okay, was I a sophomore? Yeah, I was a sophomore. Um, I, I get violently ill and like, I, like, every which way, can't leave my bathroom. And I have a roommate, you know, I'm in the dorm still. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was really. I was really scared. I couldn't keep anything down. Like, I couldn't move. um, And it wasn't stopping. And there came, like, a point where for, like, an hour I wasn't throwing up. And so I made my way down to the student health center and... The guy was a total dick and just told me that I was pregnant and was laughing at me, making pooping jokes. And I was like, "Are you?" He's like, "The only test I'm going to give you is a pregnancy test because I think you're pregnant." And I was like, "I'm a literally." Like, there's Where literally was this? No like way. at a health center? Yeah, At like the like Ash center, health UCLA. center UCLA. Lovely. Yeah. Which is notoriously the Terrible. worst, the worst place ever. But I didn't know what else to do, and I was like, "This is no help." I mean, I mean, he made me take a pregnancy test, obviously negative. So I go back up, and I kind of the same thing happened, like every other like break I got in excreting everything from my body. I went down to the health center cause they always set you up with a new doctor. And every single person was just like, there's nothing I can do. Someone else ran me for STDs. And oh then someone gosh. else told me just to take some Metamucil. I'm like, like, I am violently ill. I can't keep
1: anything down. Like, extra fiber is not what I need. Yeah. What STD causes like raging vomiting. And t-
2: I <laughs> yeah. have no idea. Seriously. I mean, I, I'm not an oh STD God. expert, but she seemed to think that yeah. was the answer. <laughs> um, Oh my god! So then that weekend, my parents came down because it was actually my birthday, and I was just—I've never been so bloated in—in in so much pain in my life, and like my parent, my mom, like I guess, was really scared because, and they were pissed because they came down, and all I could do all weekend was stay in the bathroom. Like I was just laying on the uh. floor. Like I slept in the bathroom. Um, oh, and then gosh. she ended up taking me to urgent care, yeah. but by this point, it had been like nine days, and. I finally I stopped. Like you should have gone to the ER a week. Yeah, ago. right. I know. Yeah, it, it finally stopped, but like my stomach was like bigger than it ever had been. And I just I felt like horrible. I was mm-hmm. like, at, and at the, at urgent care, um, this was the first doctor who like actually took me seriously, and he's like, I'm gonna run blood work and like, um, test you for like, I don't know, all these things, and he was like, I really think you should stop eating gluten and dairy, and I was like, all right, cool cuz i was kind of already like on that path anyways just with like everything i was learning you were starting to learn yeah. more yeah and i had actually like i've been slowly cutting out dairy for a while cuz i realized like actually in high school that dairy was making me break out a lot um so i kind of like you know had come off that a bit but then i was like very ready to just leave gluten aside um i just wanted someone to tell me to do it yeah <laughs> um so i cut it You're out asking for
0: permission we recently talked about that where um there's a couple times in our lives where we feel like we just need someone to tell us what yeah. to do or like give us permission to do something and i feel like most people do yeah which is like what coaches help. yeah mm-hmm. we
1: had a, a dietitian, dietitian recently and yeah and it was like sometimes you just need somebody to tell you like no it's okay to yeah. either one way or the either, other. either one
0: way or the other like it's okay it's okay to drink wine or it's okay to cut gluten out cut of your, out your diet and it try and it out yeah. or Absolutely. whatever
2: no yeah. that's like with all my clients like they And we talk about this. I'm like, you already know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, I know. I just need you to hear it. Like, I just need you to tell me it's okay that I do this. I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be that person.
0: It's a validation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this doctor tells you and then you start on a path. And
2: So I, you know, I cut out gluten and dairy. And like two weeks into that, I, I feel cognitively so much different. Like, I've had so much more energy. I was... I could think more clearly, and I didn't have to wear glasses anymore. My vision got better. Um, I my joints stopped hurting. I had always had really bad joint pain. Um, and I thought that just like, well, it does like run in my family, but it went away after I went off the gluten. And I was like, well, so like, shit.
0: Significant, significantly yeah, better. Very yeah, very
2: noticeable. And it was very weird. It was like, I remember like waking up one day and like walking the class. And I was like, oh, I feel like a superhuman. Like, yeah. you know, oh, and oh my gosh. And were you like, is this how everyone's been feeling? This yeah. Whole time? I, was, like, I didn't realize like how shitty I had been feeling. Yet I'm still, ever since that whole episode, it's like my digestion isn't working. Like, it. it was, it was just worse than ever before. Well, you could probably like, hooped out all your microbes yeah I'm like oh I don't I don't even know it was on. I don't think I've I've ever even had microbes in there right basically um anyways so then I start seeing more people like and I'm like this is serious more professionals to tell you yeah 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 spending more money and then um I I (laughs) (laughs) so basically finally no one's helping me and I find a really great acupuncturist and she finally gives me a stool test and finds that I have candida overgrowth and I'm like awesome something here this is it yeah, you're
0: starting to finally get answers yeah. yeah
2: so she puts me on this anti-candida diet and like some antifungals which is intense right Anti-candida yeah. is like no sugar or carbs mm-hmm. like at all yeah, it's like no very carbs. keto yeah it's very and I took it very seriously and I also didn't know really didn't know what I was doing because mm-hmm. like I went just cut all my carbs, but I still just wasn't eating fat. It just carbs. burns up all your carbs. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um no, and I, I wasn't adding any fat. So I was like I, I didn't know anything about like eating so fat you're basically. Just eating straight. Because I went from like eating like bodybuilder diet to like totally. no cut out all carbs. That's and, like, what I did, you so know. Chicken. Yeah. Basically like chicken and like Brussels sprouts and asparagus. It was like what was happening. Um and at, it, it was the Okay For like the first two weeks I was dying I had like Do you know what a Herxheimer reaction is? No So a lot of times When people go through Like um, their first few weeks Of like a Candida protocol Like all Every All the toxins, Everything's dying in there And it releases oh, All gosh. these toxins in your body And it can cause Basically like flu-like symptoms And so you just feel like You have this horrible flu Like brain fog Weakness Like it could barely Get out of bed So you like, get
0: It gets worse before It gets better Yeah
2: basically As everything's dying It's just releasing All this toxicity Throughout your body Great. Um, and you just feel it all at once and it can be it's it, not everybody gets it but kind of like if you have a really bad case it's probably going to be a really bad detox reaction yeah. Um
1: well and you theoretically have had this now for yeah most God, of yeah, your life yeah exactly
2: and it's also really bad for people who are going I mean, I can't even imagine if I was trying to go from a standard American diet to to a candida diet overnight. But, like, if someone is going from, like, a, a standard diet to, like, super low-carb, that in itself, because that's going to give you, like, low-carb flu. Totally. Plus, like, this Herxheimer reaction, yeah. which is, like, you want to die. Horrible, yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> Not a fun week. Yeah. And – and but what was crazy was I didn't, I didn't start having, like, normal di- digestion, but my bloating went away for the first time in my life, and I had never experienced this. I was oh, wow. like – Oh my god this isn't my body feels yeah like? i was like i like didn't know what it felt like and you know, i i loved that okay meanwhile i i'm getting way healthier right like over time and i was losing some weight and my body was changing then with this anti-candida thing dropping all carbs i start losing even more weight and it's all kind of compounding um and i was losing a lot of weight and you know i remember going home my family was like some of them were like are you okay like you're dropping a lot of weight and i was like yeah i'm fine i was feeling really good for like the so first time were you over like had you been overweight or was this now you were underweight no so i mean i kind of like i had gained maybe like 15 pounds through the whole mono thing mm-hmm. like sitting around you know and then also freshman 15 whatever but like um i don't i've never been one who really like shows it that much like sure. do you know what i mean like i didn't but I, and then I was like losing weight. It was more like I started looking more muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was more like you know, changing things it just, around, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Recomposition. But i never had like a weight yeah. issue, I, but I mean, like as a woman, I i was always like self conscious. Yeah. Oh, I have Pudge, like, and the bloating. You know what I mean? You're just like, it just no matter feel what good. your body is, right. you always think that you need to lose weight because like weight loss is, is healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't ever, I never was like, and I'm just, overweight, but I was was like, oh, I should, lose, you know, like, isn't
0: everyone on? that like I'm not saying isn't everyone now but like at at some point in their life they always you're 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 always on the goal of losing yeah
2: you're 20 years old
1: like living in LA
2: yeah yeah. exactly you know so (laughs) it wasn't like an urgent issue for me but I was like oh it helps you lose weight cool yeah you you know you're
0: sold on that yeah
2: and And when I was at school I started getting more attention because I started looking different you know and for the first time in my life people were paying attention to me because of the way I looked and I felt like I was like good at something uh, other than school (laughs) And I was getting noticed for something other than getting 100% on (laughs) tests. Yeah. Um, You know, and I I really thrived off of that. And people were asking me what I was doing. And, like, they wanted advice from me. And I was just, like, thriving off of this. Mm -hmm. You know, and I felt like my family was just, like, I'm like, oh, whatever. They're just jealous. You know? They're just – they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. But I very quickly – it it got further and further. And I had a really bad body dysmorphia. And I was not seeing it as it was happening. Um, And I dropped – a lot of weight in just a few months, like within four months. I mean, I went from the mono, I went up to like 130, mm-hmm. and I'm usually around 120. And then once I started changing like my diet and stuff, I slowly going down and down, and I hit 73 pounds. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I, I mean, I looked so sick and I was very confused, yeah. Because Everybody I'm with is telling me I look great. And then I have other people telling me I look sick. I'm getting skinny-shamed. I'm being um, told I'm anorexic. Like, it was really... I'm like, I don't know who to trust. And I'm like... If it, and I kept thinking if this was really and – I'm like, I'm well, it's like, so I'm confusing eating.
0: because you're really – your focus is not on the body. Yeah. Your focus is on the health. Yeah. And so when you're – obviously, mm-hmm. that's a lot of weight to lose. So obviously, there's probably some part of you that's like, whoa, this is crazy. But mm-hmm. you start – you're feeling really good. Mm-hmm. But then you have history of eating disorder behaviors. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot that you're dealing with.
2: Yeah. There was a lot going on. And at the same time, like, my, I was really addicted to exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the one thing in my life I felt like I could control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely wasn't eating enough. It's really funny because you asked me like how much you are eating. I'm like, I was eating like what a lot of people just like eat now. Mm -hmm. But like for my body at that time, that was not enough food and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it. Well, and especially if you were like not eating carbs and probably not absorbing. Yeah, I wasn't absorbing anything. And like, um, it was really hard because I kept going into, I was seeing a lot of GIs and like rheumatologists and endocrinologists and everybody I saw was just like, you're anorexic. Like, you just need to eat food. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm eating food. Like, I was, and I was trying to explain, I was like, I'm in here because of, like, my GI issues. Right. what's, Hard is like, I mean, being underweight can cause constipation too. So I totally yeah. get what they're saying, but I just remember feeling you're like, like.
1: I've been constipated since I was born. Yeah, exactly. exactly. this is not, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, um, I don't want to cut you off, yeah. but is there a time then is this is when you're shifting to focus on studying health and being.
2: Yeah. So this is when I'm going through this whole thing and spending all this money and seeing all these experts and I'm seeing like the best of the best. I'm in Los Angeles and no one is helping me and I'm just like screw this like I'm just gonna figure this out myself no one's taking me seriously it caused big issues with like all the relationships in my life like I lost most of my friends like my family it was it was hard like I felt I mean the only there was like I had like two or three friends that I was still talking to and my therapist and my nutritionist um that was kind of the only the only people I trusted
1: and and it's interesting too because like I feel like I hear you hear from both sides of the spectrum if your weight is if you're either overweight or underweight that's what doctors focus on mm-hmm. and it's like there's um i read something recently where i was like you know the joke is man walks in the doctor says my arms hurts when i do this doctor says well then stop doing that mm-hmm. fat girl walks into the doctor says my arm hurts when i do this doctor says have you tried losing weight yeah and, you know, I think you were experiencing that on the other side where it was like, well, you're just underweight. And it's like, you got like,
2: exactly. there's more
1: to your body. Yeah, I'm like,
2: why am I underweight though? And yeah. what was, what was interesting was like, I mean, I, I wasn't taking the the weight thing as seriously as I should have until my nutritionist sat me down and like, it was just a day I'll never forget. And she explained to me like I could die like yeah. because I was so thin and like, and Right, the chemicals in your body at that point. Are like- yeah, I'm just like she's like. There's so much stress in your heart. Like you could have a heart attack at any second. She's like, you know how you how you feel, and I felt out of my mind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I had lost all cognition. Um, I felt stupid for the first time in my life. Um, I couldn't perform well at work. I was working two jobs um, at this time as well, and like I I couldn't remember what somebody said a sentence ago to me, and it would take me like so long to write a, to write a sentence down, and I just. I was really frustrated. I felt like everything was out of control, which is why I was clinging to the exercise. And, you know, she explained, like, when she, like, told me, when she, like, really kicked me in the ass with that, I was, like, I just remember having this moment of, like, I just started crying, and I was thinking, holy shit, if I die because I want to be skinny, like, fuck that. Right. I was just, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, is this... And I remember getting so angry about, like, the world and this culture we're in, where I'm, like people have been telling me i look great right now right you know and i'm like also like thriving off of like oh i'm getting attention for being this for being skinny and it was like i knew i needed to gain weight but it didn't feel urgent because i was like oh there's something wrong with being skinny do you know what i mean because that's the culture we're in like where it's glorified and especially in la it's like i was getting asked to model all the time like just being walked up and down the street yeah
1: weigh as much now as you did in like fifth grade yeah are like oh my gosh you look amazing yeah okay, I guess I look amazing. And
2: I look back at photos and I looked horrible. Like, it's, re- I will, like, cry when I see pictures. Like, it is hard to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I can't even, I, I don't understand. And it made me so angry at, like, the world and this culture and, like, what the messages women are getting. Yeah. And I was, like, this is not worth dying for. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, right, 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 right. I was
2: just, yeah, weird. I was just writing
1: something about this last night. Like, it's so hard when you, and we all do it, and it's our default, and we don't do it without even noticing it, is that we look to other people to tell us how we're doing in our health. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, the feedback you're getting, whether it's from any, you know, the traditional sources or your friends or even a nutritionist or whatever, it's like, as soon as you hear someone else say, and we see it nowadays, and I'm sure you do too, all the time with macro counting, where it's like, you'll lose your cycle, you lose your sex drive, you Mm -hmm. feel like shit, but everyone around you is telling you, oh my gosh, you look amazing. You look so good. yeah, And you're like, well... Okay, I guess I'm... I Which guess I'm so I would good.
0: argue that um, all of... I, I, I don't want to like throw this as a generalization, but I feel like we don't know that we are actually... We people are giving compliments from yes. a really negative... From a really distorted view. Yeah. So we're using the template of, um, you know, thin equals pretty because whatever, mm-hmm. like that's kind of how we're, I, I don't want to say biologically wired, but like we're almost wired from society, yeah. from society, socially wired. Yeah. Socially wired. And so um, when people give those compliments, they're actually giving it from a really shitty place yeah. I mean, without yeah. knowing it. Yeah. And so I think that that's a place where I hopefully that we can continue the work and the work that we're doing with either podcasting and counseling people with health um, is that we're shifting the, the view of what a human is health what human health looks like and that we don't compliment people for that shell in that way Mm -hmm. um where it's good to be like hey you're working on your health Mm -hmm. but you're working on your health in a very holistic way um and it's not just aesthetics it's not how you look which is why i have a really hard time with like bodybuilding culture and like doing shows and things like that like i get i get the allure on some level but i just feel like it. It's a it's a road that leads to really bad places. I've just
1: completely stopped commenting on people's bodies. Like yeah. I just don't go there. Yeah. And it's like there are a million other things that I should be able to say to someone apart from commenting on their body, body appearance. Yeah. Even if it's like if I just met someone and I want to say like, like I love your necklace or your hair. You know like there's even just on the surface level there's so many things you can say other than like. And I think I've also I've been joking about this since being pregnant that people will be like, oh my gosh, you're so much bigger than I thought you'd be, or like, oh my gosh, look at your belly. And I'm like, if you if I wasn't pregnant, would you ever say those things yeah. to me? Like, and I get it because when you see someone and they their appearance has changed, you are you have this impulse to comment on it. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it goes both ways. Like when you see someone and they've lost weight or they are getting you know lean or whatever, our impulse is to compliment them on that when it's like you don't know the story behind what's going on there
2: yeah it was a really interesting experience kind of like on on both sides like because well, God, it was this really sick place like when I was so thin because I kind of liked it, but I also hated it because I was embarrassed for people to see me. Yeah. And also I hated like, like I had food thrown at me. I had people oh calling at me on the sheet on the street. Like I had somebody order food and send it to my table. Like people were really, really mean to me. But at the same time I was getting this reinforcement from other people and I was really confused and I would, I would ask, I would ask everybody and I know people got so mad. I'd be like, what do I look? I was, I would say, do I look anorexic? I would literally say that because when I looked in the mirror, I literally didn't see yeah,
0: it. Yeah, with the body um, dysmorphia. Is, and it was really yeah. hard
2: because all my friends at college were like, I think you look good. Like, they're like, you lost your baby fat, you know? But then other people would be like, I don't know. But it, it's really interesting because when you get too skinny, people don't want to talk about it. Like, one of my best friends I got in a huge fight with because I'm like, stop. Everyone was avoiding the elephant in the room when they saw me. Like, either either somebody had a really fucked up perception of what being good looks like. And they were telling me I looked good or they didn't want to bring it up because it's awkward. So they just avoided it, you know?
0: So uh, let me tie some things together really quick. So you have, you have, a, you're kind of born with all of these health issues, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of leads you down this path of like feeling really bad. And then you want to find out what's wrong with you. And so you go to all these practitioners and you go out on this new diet. And then do you feel like that this, like this whole trajectory kind of set you up to have an eating disorder? Like, do you feel like all of these things were, like, they're always just in yeah. your face? Like, yeah. how could you not have yeah. something I mean, so severe? Like, yeah. it turned into something, like, really bad. And, like, how could you not, um like, struggle with that crap? Yeah, when it's well, in your face constantly. I
2: think that, like, I think everybody has had some type of disorder eating in their life, whether or not it's a in eating disorder, like, and people don't like when I say that, but I'm like, I literally never met somebody who hasn't had some type of disordered eating behavior, mm-hmm. man or woman. I've or, literally or never, I would, most people I, don't recognize
0: I it. I would say if it's not in the spectrum of disordered eating, I would say it's definitely in the realm of a very complicated relationship with food. Yeah, I think we have a very, I think food is just a very emotional thing. It's something mm-hmm. that starts when we're really young mm-hmm. um, with how it's, Really presented mm-hmm. in the household in your life, um, and it could either you know just depending on the stars aligned of where your personality falls, yeah, that where you take it. So anyway, I, I just I feel like that's 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 a hard path for you to have to kind of like want to be healthy so bad and then it turns into something that's almost like betraying you on the other side
2: yeah well and also like there's this huge correlation with like gut issues and eating disorders and Mm. like that's not an accident it's like i became severely orthorexic like i was so afraid of carbs because of like i was like they gave me candida Mm. and like i felt better off of them and i became so afraid of it and like also the more research i'm doing i become obsessed with this idea that like if I just eat clean enough, if I just eat clean enough, right. it'll work. The it'll clean, work, yeah, yeah. Because the more I'm learning about like my gut health and healing my gut, yada yada yada, um, and I see this a lot with so many people who have gut issues, and then it turns into this like, well, is it an eating disorder or are you just eating to try and heal your gut? Like, there's all these weird lines. That's where it gets tricky with doctors and like. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Like it, ma- it matters like your intentions behind things at right. the end of the day. But I definitely felt like, yeah, I was definitely set up for all, for all of that to fall into it. Um, yeah, and, and at a point it's like, it doesn't really matter what it is. If it's,
1: it's, if it's impacting your ability to live your life, mm-hmm. then you need to address it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's also something that, you know, with the whole skinny side of things, like totally. people are after aesthetics and no one's talking about like the price of that. Like, Everyone's striving for this body and no one's talking about, like, what does that mean? It means, like, you're ditching your friends to go to the gym and you can't go out to a restaurant because you're so clean on your macros and you pro- you probably don't think straight. Your hormones are totally fucked. Where's your period? Like, all of these things. Your hair is falling out. Like, your gums are bleeding. Like, I wrote this I wrote this blog post called The Ugly Side of Skinny. I was talking about, like, kind of all these gruesome things going on with my body um, that I was dealing with every day. And people and I know
0: this is like the worst time to yeah. interject this, but like, what's your website and your,
2: and uh, your social
0: again, just so people can like yeah. go to this post right now? It's
2: Christina Okay, yeah. Um, and I know that one made people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like, well, because they what don't want to like. know. Yeah,
1: they want to think they want to glamorize that. Yeah. Totally, and
2: I'm really glad I had that experience because now I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'd rather have extra weight on me than ever go back
1: there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like it well, just it's very her. true. And we've, I mean, you know, now I think in a, a lot more in the community that we're in, and once again, I'm going to go back to macro accounting, Like we see that with macros mm-hmm. and with people, and once you start talking about, you know, we've talked about Joy had an experience with macros where she lost her period, lost sex drive, you know, lost like, and when you start talking about that, people are like. I don't want to hear about that because yeah. they don't the, – all they want to think is, like, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. This makes me feel so good. This And, like, there are, you know, all sides of the story, whether it's a Canada protocol or mm-hmm. whether it's macros or whatever. Obviously, there are pros to be had yeah. with any one of those things but quickly the switch can flip before you even realize it. And then all of a sudden you're normalizing these things, like not having a period. Mm -hmm. And it's like,
0: yeah, you, you, yeah, it's very much that disordered pattern of you justify everything because, um, there's that negative voice that everyone has that convinces you to hold on to it. So Mm -hmm. it thrives off of that negative voice, which I know everyone knows I'm talking about who's experienced that. And so, um, kind of overcoming that is really hard um because i want to make sure we get into this too like i really want to talk about your like your brand now mm-hmm. um and go into like what your mission is around what you you've developed and how you want to help people and
2: yeah well how you got out of mm-hmm. i know
0: you're heading towards that yeah
2: yeah i mean i kind of just like was trying to do my own research um yeah. and,
1: and so at I'm this like, point you're still like 75 pounds
2: yeah and i be i was like i need to heal oh my gut i think i yeah. set at, at the root of this and no one believes me and i finally like my nutritionist finally let me like go paleo and i was showing her all this re- like not even research all these like things about autoimmune paleo and like grains yeah. like what's gonna do your gut and she's like i really don't think that being more restrictive is gonna help you and i'm like just let me try this so what were you eating on the candida diet that was different from paleo so i had at this point i had come off of candida diet okay um but they were like i was i was like on a meal plan by my, because i was like need to put on weight and oh this is why i was going to tell you things are crazy so like after i had that experience where she was like you could die you need to put on weight i'm like yeah. all right i'm this is my job and i was just eating like a lot of food and it's so interesting to hear
1: you continually describe like once someone gives you a task you're like i'm on it i'm yeah, yeah.
2: on it because yeah. i was so determined at this point you I'm like, needed someone yeah, to just like are, like are you kidding me like i will do anything
0: here's the other <laughs> yeah. thing about that which i love yeah. about all of us as humans mm-hmm. is that when someone else tells you to do it it takes the pressure off mm-hmm. of you absolutely and then you're not at fault exactly. if something happens it's kind of like all right cool so like you just need to tell me what to do and i'll do it totally and then the onus is kind of on them because they're the one like kind of holding the reins yeah which which I think is so valuable for a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if that's what works and gets us on the right path, so then it's almost like they can be the confidence for us for a while. Yeah.
2: And like I, like I mentioned before, I'm such a perfectionist and like, I want to be the best at any task I'm given. So if someone gives me a task, I'm like, all right, I'm literally going to be a student here. Yeah. It's interesting that
1: even though you felt very, strongly that paleo going paleo and autoimmune paleo was like what you needed. You wouldn't do it until your nutritionist gave you the green light.
2: Yeah. And I, I wanted to so badly, but yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm too good at being like doing what I'm told yeah, to do right. basically. But anyway, so I, after she told me that I was like, I'm going to eat a shit ton of food. And so I'm like, I am eating like a lot and I, I was still dropping weight. Like, and that's how, that is what really scared me. Cause yeah. I was like,
0: oh this yeah because you're like weight so yeah. i was like
2: this isn't a food thing which i really i kind of didn't really think i mean i, I knew like i was like yeah i can eat more but i wasn't convinced it was a food thing really besides i was like this is a gut thing you know and that affirmed it for me like your body's literally so not food. absorbing yeah, the food i eating. was eating seven to eight thousand calories a day oh my god and like nothing is happening are you pooping at this point i need no. an update we poop. need to
0: know poop no. Still no, no poop. No pooping. No. No okay. Where's the poop? No going? consistent pooping. The pooping is just never going Yeah, enough. where is it going? Where's <laughs> yeah. the food waste uh, has well, to leave your body?
2: That was what was scary. And my parents were like, my parents were really nervous. And my sister was like, I heard this girl like has a hole in her small intestine and all the, all poop was floating through her body. And like, maybe we Old should get. Old wives' tale, yeah. Maybe we
0: should get. <laughs> I don't think poop can float get in your, get your body. Small is, that a, is that, I don't and know. And that's <laughs> what
2: was scary. Like, I would eat with my parents. Like, my parents were helping me cook because I couldn't keep up all the food. And I would sit there and like, eat a chicken. <laughs> I eat a chicken and they'd be like did you poop and I was like no and They're like where is it going
0: and I'm like I don't know <laughs> I really don't know yeah
2: it's not supposed to be a closed system yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand
0: one in I'm one out like, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like I don't know but I, I mean I was I was eating you know um and so that was really frightening to me because at this point I feel like I was like I'm gonna die I was like there's nothing I can do because I'm eating and I'm I'm going to die. Like, yes. this is how I felt. Um, and it should have been such like a simple solution. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weight, at this point, eating. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I
1: feel like in the same, like you need to lose weight, just stop eating. Mm-hmm. You need to gain weight, just start eating. It's like,
2: there's more to it Yeah. Than that. And that's why people are like, it's just calories and calories. I'm oh like, oh my God, you don't know me. You don't know me. Yeah. You don't okay? know me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah that happened um but eventually I convinced her to she like ma- she was making it wasn't even that far off from paleo like but they were making me eat rice and beans and like quinoa and I was like I'm really not down with this. Like, right. it's also a hassle. I mean, cooking quinoa is like a hassle. It's like little sperm. Yeah. I'm
0: like, oh yeah, hate... they get everywhere.
2: Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't even taste like <laughs> anything. It's like all up in everything, and like, I'm trying to soak it. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Um. It yeah. Does. Yeah. Like the
0: glitter of grains. It's the glitter of grains. Yeah. yeah
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But so she was like, okay, fine. So I, I dropped that, and I just insert extra sweet potatoes. So how Thank that, God for sweet potatoes. Yeah, how that went. And, like, literally within a few weeks, I'm, I am I started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, bitch, that's what I thought, told you. Like, <laughs> you're like, I knew this the whole time. Yeah. And it was really, like, I really believed, like, that was what allowed my gut to start healing. And from there, it was, like, a very slow journey. And that wasn't, like, the only – it wasn't, like, I just had to go paleo and things go- right. were solved. But that was a big piece. To like, that was what fl- – a big part of what flipped the switch for me um, in addition to what, well, what had happened was somebody had put me on thyroid medication um, that made me lose more weight. And I went off that thyroid medication when somebody else was like, why are you on this? And I was like, I don't know. They told me I need it. I and like, guys, I have an upholer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I went off that and that helped me gain like 10 pounds. But then I was still at like a solid, like 79 pounds for like, I couldn't move. So then the paleo helped me after that plateau. I was like, okay paleo now now i'm starting to like slowly gain, and i was gaining like like one to two pounds a week i was just like on this slow trajectory of like healthy weight gain whatever Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was a really that was a game changer for me and i just became obsessed with like this whole idea of like nutrition can heal you and like like going back to like a whole paleo primal lifestyle and from there i start getting more into like changing everything in my life like products toxic products um and you know walking more being more active like just all these things and like at that point too i had i had like i had quit exercise completely to like overcome my exercise addiction and i was just like getting more in touch with myself i did a lot more like self-work i was doing like intense meditation every day and like it was very much time for me like Mm -hmm. i dropped out of college during that time oh wow to like like, like, focus and really get this yeah Yeah. and i was also going i didn't have time to go to school honestly like it was really hard for me to drop out for that long but like um, I can imagine just the way you've described yeah. yourself up to this point that that would have been yeah well such a yeah hurt. that definitely like wasn't my decision like I had to be forced into yeah. that situation uh, but looking back it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me and like I but I was going to doctors appointments literally from eight to five every day wow like that's what I was doing you know and I didn't have time like so I quit my jobs I quit school um and focused on that and I needed it you know so I had to take a personality shift and it really like made me reevaluate what was important to me in my life, Mm -hmm. which no longer was my body. And like, I was like, I literally don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me anymore. Thank God I had that. I'm like, I feel really happy that I had that whole experience when I was so young. Yeah. Um, so I think people waste a lot of time
0: throughout their whole life and yeah. never have that. Chip. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, I'm, I, am like i am i am glad I'm free of that, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but yeah, so then things started turning around from there. Like, um, and eventually I was like slowly gaining weight, but I'm still having digestive issues. And eventually I started working, um, for a, a blogger in LA. Um, and she connected me with her functional medicine doctor and he was like the, like the he was amazing and like really. He was like, everything you're saying makes sense. I know why this happened. You were totally right. You absolutely should be eating paleo. Um, I'm gonna do all these tests, and I went in there with. I would go into every doc- doctor's. Hated me. I'd go in there. Oh, because you had all big your big binder, yeah, in and my binder, like- and I'd say, I want this test, this test, this test. I want you to do that. Like, can you get me this? Like, and everything they would say. To me, I would throw something back, you know, and Mm -hmm. I would suggest things.
1: Because by now you've been doing this for years and you're like, I'm sick of people telling me to just take a pregnancy test. And especially
0: with healthcare, (laughs) like you need, you're your own health advocate. You have to do that. And
2: the number of GIs that I saw who I'm like, why do I know more about this than you? Like why do I, and the number of GIs who told me SIBO isn't real, I wanted to shoot myself in the face. I was like, (laughs) it's very real. Anyway, so this FMD was great. And like, I had a bad case of SIBO that came back and like other gut dysbiosis and so he helped me um get over that and like start working on hormone stuff my hormones were bad i finally i had been on birth control the whole time which was also i mean i never lost my period because you were i was birth on control. birth control wow crazy? So,
0: like master a- yeah Really bad syndrome. So
2: also for me, think like me, I have this horrible body dysmorphia. I'm like, I still have my period.
0: Right? I'm fine. Yeah. And I
2: hadn't, I literally had no, I'm researching all the stuff about gut health and like, but I didn't spend one second looking at like, what does birth control do to your body? Like that was just like, I, yeah. I take it every day. I didn't think twice about it. How
1: many people do you know though of your friends and like who are in now in their, you know, like kind of late twenties to probably all the way through early forties. Who have literally been on birth control for as long as, I as know, they've had a cycle? And it scares me. I went on birth control. Was put on birth control when I was thirteen. Wow, because at like because my periods weren't regular from day one. Mm. They're like, well, we'll just put you on birth control. Yeah, and it was like I was on birth control for ten
2: years. Wow. Yeah. Well, mine. So, so my period people. was never regular, and I, I was begging my mom to let me go on it to regulate it because yeah. I hated not knowing when it was going to come, um, and she wouldn't let me go on it. And I don't even know why. I just know she didn't like it. But like, then I eventually went like, on gonna it. you're going to have sex. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on it once I was older and like I had a serious boyfriend whatever. And so thankfully I wasn't on it like forever. Yeah. I was only on it for like three years, but it still fucked me up. Yeah, you know? I mean, I just, but I, I think like people
1: only now are people realizing like, huh, being on hormones every day mm-hmm. for years and years
2: might not be might not right be the idea. best thing for you yeah well it's just the norm and doctors give it out, totally like candy yes. mm-hmm. every problem acne birth control yeah i mean you know like Cranes, a regular period control, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- they're like this will prevent you from getting cancer i'm like <laughs> i'm so confused but i will take it yeah like okay great they make it sound like this magical pill yeah um And what's so funny, this is a random story. When I was growing up, my mom was on the pill. And I remember being really young and being like, what's that pill you take every day? And she'd go, oh, these are my my soft pills. And I was like, what? And she's like, my soft pills. Like, what do you mean is, she's like they make my skin really soft <laughs> she didn't want me to know what they were i was like four <laughs> i was like four and so like kind of growing up i kind of always had this association like oh birth and as i got older i, I knew what they were yeah. i was like oh birth control pills like make, make your, your skin, skin soft. And yeah. soft you know what i mean like these associations so um and even the other day i brought that up to her i was like do you remember when you told me those were called soft pills and she was like did I? I was like, she was like, I don't remember. And I was like, that stuck with me. Like, not only did you, I have been thinking about that every day for 25 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that was funny. But yeah. And then kind of from there, it's been like working. I mean, it doesn't end there, but it. I, re- I don't, I'm kind of always permanently the mystery case of still dealing with a lot of complicated stuff. What? But like, Think no about one can how, figure out. Yeah. Think about
1: how long you had those issues? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, how long has it been? Like, what, maybe five, seven years that you've really been. It's been like four years. So, yeah. how, so how old are you now? I'm
2: 23. Okay.
1: Oh, my gosh. I was sitting here thinking you were like 30. I'm I like,
2: feel you like you don't 30. look 30,
0: by the way. but no, yeah, I you, like, You've lived a long life in I a short like it, amount yeah. of time. Most of yeah. my
2: friends are like 45, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. But, I mean, I had. I felt way better once he helped me get through all that stuff. And I'm figuring out now that a lot of what I'm dealing with is, like, really high level. Like, no one would figure this out, like, getting Mm -hmm. into genetic testing. But, I mean, I had another – my candida came back, and I had it for a year and a half. And then my SIBO came back, and I have – Tired stuff and autoimmune disease components I, I've fi- basically found out I like got into like genetic testing, which I think is like pretty much BS for most people. Like, don't worry about it. But then I started kind of connecting dots and like, I also found out I have heavy metal toxicity and like it won't go away. And I'm like, what's going on? And basically my body, I have some... Are you familiar with, like, SNPs and, like, genetic mutations at all?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, you know, people have different SNPs that may or may not be expressed. Like, you know, you can have the gene for something, but... Like epigenetic. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just because you have the gene doesn't mean it's going to show up. Um, And so that's why I'm saying, like, most people don't need to really worry about it unless you're dealing with a health issue. But for me, it ended up helping me connect the dots because I'm like, okay, I have these heavy metals. They won't go away. Candida won't go away. All these other weird health issues also ties in with like history of anxiety and depression, Um, which also going, changing my diet and my lifestyle, gone. Mm-hmm like, which is crazy. So what I know people are going to ask this question. Are you seeing a doctor for
1: genetic testing? Or are you doing the like 23 and Me?
2: I like did it myself. And I just recently started working with a doctor because I wanted to run like a ton of like stool tests, like hormone tests, all that. Yeah. Uh, which I can't run myself. Right. Um, but all the genetic stuff, I, I just did 23 Me myself and did a lot of research. And then I have a friend who like is like also knows a lot about this and she was like helping me tie things together. She really helped me connect the dots with all of my snips. Um, and basically my body, like, I found out like I'm sulfur intolerant and like sulfur is like the main detoxification agent like (laughs) in your body like high sulfur foods are great for detox like supporting the liver all these things and so kind of like me my detoxification funnels um are compromised so it's like this leaky bucket it's like everything's just flowing out nothing can get detoxified my liver is probably a mess and like I'm like literally intolerant to sulfur which I started figuring out with like a sulfur elimination diet. I'm like, what the hell? I like, even why have heard is this? of a sulfur elimination? Like, yeah, those,
1: like what foods have sulfur in them?
2: Um, all cruciferous vegetables, all leafy greens. So, like, basically everything that you're told to eat. Yeah, great. Like, everything. Yeah, I'm like, no wonder I felt like shit. No wonder those things make your heart um, smell so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it was interesting because, um, and and I also also, it also has to do with like your body can't break down protein that well. So, you're more prone to like sulfur toxicity and ammonia toxicity. Oh, what was really interesting was I did a little like experiment with carnivore diet for two weeks. And at the beginning, I felt great digestively because I took it all the sulfur by two weeks. I crashed and I was having all these weird cognitive symptoms because I had ammonia toxicity from eating so much meat. You know, I just can't get behind the carnivore diet, it does not
1: make any sense. Like, I feel like of anything that we can agree on across the board, nutrition like plants are good for eating.
2: I think (laughs) that people have so many digestive issues. It's like the ultimate elimination diet. And I think that it can be a really helpful elimination diet, but I think that people who stay on carnivore um, are – it's a lazy way to master symptoms at the end of the day, when you're using diet, like to that level to like take away your symptoms, right? when you're literally, you're not eating. getting to the root of the issue. Totally. Like, okay, if that makes you feel great. Awesome. Now we have the information, but like, let's get to the root of the dysfunction so that you right. can add things back in. Yeah. Like, but I think a lot of people are just, they feel good and they're like, I'll just stay on this forever. I'm like, no, you're just, you're masking your symptoms. You're not getting to the root of the issue. Yeah. You know? So, but I think it's a fun experiment and like for sure. people with severe for me, it was either like that or elemental diet. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not about elemental diet. Like, What even um, is the elemental diet? So people with like severe gut issues usually or like cases of SIBO. They'll put people on elemental diet for like a week and it's basically just like a shake it's like water with this oh, pre-made gosh. shake to get you like your nutrients it's like a liquid diet mm-hmm. and I, i'm like I can't. yeah i
1: mean don't get me wrong like i apart, well that sounds terrible but like pretty much anything i can get behind trying for like a month mm-hmm. but if you're the type of person who's like i'm only ever eating meat again i only need meat yeah like, i
2: can't i'm not with it you know
0: so um i want to wrap up because we're like we could An go for ahead. another two hours oh, yeah, but sorry. um don't, no don't be sorry so you're um you're an NTP mm-hmm. and what is your like job now and what do you want to do with your, with your brand?
2: Yeah. Well, so I was seeing clients one-on-one for a while, which I really love. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be that person that I was looking for.
0: Right. You which I, th- I love when people do that where you're like, I wasn't, I didn't have that person. So I'm going to be that person. Yeah. For you and know? I
2: love being that person for people. And I really love being able to tie together all these things like I feel like there's some aspect of my story that like almost any like person can relate to yeah. you know and like I definitely like I specialize in like gut issues and eating disorders mm-hmm. you know um and I love working with people I'm taking and I, I just kind of want to like you know, I started my podcast in college and I was just like on this rampage to like cut through the bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. Guys, this is real health Here's information. the truth, Believe yeah. no one, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm very into that and I still am about that and about being your own health advocate and like, yeah. I'm just like, don't even, don't trust me either. Like, do your own research. Like, yeah. trust no one, trust yourself. Like, fight for yourself, really. Because I think about like, if I didn't fight for myself, I probably would have died, honestly, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if I had never, if I had just been like, i just going to listen to these doctors. Right. Just yeah. All I would yeah, yeah, nothing. I never would have improved because it wasn't all a food issue. It was a gut issue and I probably would have kept losing weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that has been awesome. And, but I have recently, it's interesting. I'm in a very like transitional time period, I think. Um, and I'm like stopping seeing clients one-on-one right now. and going to take the shift to try and do more like wide scale things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, more content somehow i'm still figuring things out and being low-key about it but you know working on things that can help more people at once um because while i love working with people one-on-one i want to reach as many people as possible and i also really want to drive home this this idea especially with like my demographic like it was interesting for me going through this in college because i'm like looking around me i'm like None of you realize what you're doing to yourselves and all these health issues. Like I look back, I'm like, I was set up for this and I wish I had known the importance of taking care of my health, like to, taking that seriously when I was much younger, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Um, and people think I had that thought too. I was like, maybe I'll get cancer. I'll deal with that later. Or like and people would tell me, people would always make comments about the way I ate and they would say, are you really sure you should eat like that? Like you're, I don't think that's good for you. And I'd be like, I'm fine. I'd be like, look at me. I'm fine now. I'll deal with it later. I literally would say this. And I'm like, no, that shit caught up to me.
0: Yeah, but when you're younger, that's like, that's how we think. You I know, know? Like, it is. And, and here's the thing, too, is like, you know, you're not far away from 18. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're you still really young. So I feel like even from like 16 to 21, we're still really relying on other people to tell us how to live our lives, like adults to, yeah. to guide us. Mm-hmm. And so the adults, you know, for the most part, Failed you in in this realm of like giving you good information and helping you. And it sounds
1: like had been your whole life, like even your right. parents when you were in high school. You're like, I like just to no fault, to ask me. but it yeah. is kind
0: of like one of those yeah. things where like the chips fell where they fell. Yeah, and then you are now at a place where like you're you're still so young and you're like developing this awesome brand of trying to help people and being that person that you didn't have. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I definitely just want people who are. Like, no matter how old you are, like, people shouldn't be waiting for a health issue to come up to start caring about their their health, their actual health, not the way they look. Right. Um,
0: Like, if we had a way to, like, lift up the hood and, like, open our insides and see what was going on, I I bet you people would be like, you know, they'd change a lot sooner. But it's like, it's almost too late sometimes.
2: I know. People think, they think that weight indicates health and it doesn't at all, you know, and that's... It's hard for people to wrap their heads around, um, but and, and also this idea. I know a lot of people um, are kind of interested in this kind of thing and feel on the outside like yeah. this comes up a lot with me, like the emotional side of like how can I be like twenty one and you know not drink and like care about eating paleo or like going going exercising. Like I don't FOMO like to stay because, up. Yeah, yeah, like this whole and this is thing that things that people deal with until they're like forty literally you know like this uh, social aspect of it like my friends drank like they went out i'm like okay you know or i have people who are like you know i've been trying to get a resebo for two years and like i'm doing everything right it's not going away but i just can't eliminate my alcohol and i was talking to julie about this too i'm like well then you're not trying like if right. you can't take alcohol out of your diet for like two months to heal this gut issue that you're saying is destroying your life right then what's your priority uh, yeah <laughs> exactly so I think just kind of like getting people to buck up.
0: Which yeah. is why I think you, you so you've matured a lot because of this. I think I've, I feel like you're probably more mature than you're, and you're probably sick of hearing that too, because I feel like um, when I was your age, I would hate when people would be like, oh, you're so young to be doing what you're doing. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not saying it in that way, but yeah. I feel like there's a, a place that probably feels like you have a harder time connecting with your peer- peers your age because yeah. they're in a different place, because they haven't gone through everything that you're, you've gone through that has really like matured you in a lot of ways. Um. So you know, be the advocate even for the older people and the people who can't like whoever. It doesn't really matter about age. It's a mat- it's a matter of who's going to be receiving the information, Absolutely. who's open to receiving the information. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's a gift that you're giving. But I to, I feel like there's probably some times where you feel like isolated or feel like Ugh, like peers my age are just they like don't get it.
2: I think uh, I there's definitely a disconnect. Um. Uh, it's interesting because I don't re- – most of uh, – I don't really hang out with, like, that many people my age, necessarily. Like, like I said, like, most of my friends are older than me. I have a few friends who are my age, but they're also mature, have gone through similar things. Um, it's it's interesting in terms of business because I don't think about age. Like, sure. I just never have. Um I've always I've always been mature for my age. And I was always somebody who was hanging out with people older than me and like had responsibilities beyond what would be expected. You know, like in jobs beforehand I would get responsibilities that people would get upset, you know, but like I proved myself and even it's like but it, I get reminded that people see me as like someone who's younger. And it definitely you're fighting against that, especially mm-hmm. in this space that's so saturated. Um, cause you're just like, or they're like, what do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I'm like, oh. you're like, I healed my entire self. Yeah.
2: So that's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like my job isn't to prove myself to anyone. My job is just like, be there for people who want to hear it and want to relate to somebody. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day I just want to be relatable to people and like let them know that like even when you feel like you are in the deepest darkest hole like you can get out if you Mm -hmm. keep fighting for yourself Mm -hmm. you know
0: so with all the information that we're this will be my last question then we can wrap up is like when all the information we have on social media now which Mm -hmm. is like blown up in the past six years seven years I literally can't with it um, (laughs) all the information that's out there you know we have all most of our listeners are female except for a very special like handful of males and you know who you are and we love so much um the female demographic that we serve is like like mid-20s to like early Mm -hmm. 40s and so what do you feel is something that you know we as a collective group of women can do better
2: stop caring about your what your body looks like and start caring about your actual health
0: that is really hard to do
2: i know it's, it's, it's really
0: hard can't to do it
2: just quick just stop caring ready yeah. everyone deep breath i mean but it, it is it's like
0: anymore. i mean we so but, but i feel to like
2: think hard about all those things that are feeding into that like who yeah. are you surrounding yourself with who are you looking at on social media it's comparison to? who are you listening to it's like,
0: comparison you
2: know and yeah. like i think a big a big issue are the relationships in your in your life like i became so much more aware of like the way people were talking to me and making comments about me and like I mean, a lot of my friendships shifted, changed. Like I lost yeah. friends, I gained new ones, and I realized like people, if their values don't align with yours, if the, if your friend is making comments about the way she looks, like that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Even if she's not saying anything about what what you look right, like. Right, because that's her focus. Yeah, exactly. And then that's making you feel like, should I be worried about the two slash yep. this subconscious? Well, she thinks that about her. Like, what does she think about me? You know, yeah, I have that thought to this day. When I see beautiful women ripping themselves apart, like I'm fat, I'm like, "Well, shit, she probably thinks I'm obese." Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's how sad it is. I have man
0: shoulders. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's cuticles. Yeah, (laughs) my nail nail beds suck. (laughs) Which they do right now. I've been like putting on chapstick on my cuticles while know, we're talking I saw this that. whole time. because like, my wow, new one. My well my I don't have any lotion uh, and it's so dry here that all well, my cuticles my nail beds suck right now. Oh, yeah, um, um my nail beds suck right now. <laughs> my nail beds suck right now. But yeah, I, I that's such a it's a hot topic that I feel like we could talk hours and hours and hours about because it, it it just isn't going away and I have this like desire in my heart to be like, Can we all just collectively stop doing this and like you know
2: Well, it becomes easier to though like when you surround yourself with the right people, which is my point, yeah. like, yeah, I don't things I have, but, I did to help myself with this is like really disconnect. Like, like I don't use Facebook at all. That was a big one. And all of my friends are also in the same emotional space. Like we don't ever talk about our bodies. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't look in the mirror.
0: New rule don't talk about bodies don't talk about diets but the mirror
2: is a big one yeah that was a big change i made like i don't i don't really ever see myself in the mirror anymore i I don't don't think about it anymore and i also like i don't take that many pictures like i don't these are things i don't think about anymore but at the time it was a huge shift
0: yeah that's a really good point especially like taking photos because even just like taking photos what's the first thing you think about when you take a photo of yourself
2: well, you're like, how do or like, I look? Yeah, like well, when
0: you're like yeah. with a photo. Fo- well, like, even is just that a-
1: now? Like, there's yeah. been a photographer sort of filtering in and out as we've been recording, and I'm like, is my chin down? <laughs> I'm like really self conscious right now because I'm like gaining weight in my face. So I'm like, what position can I be in? <laughs> you're well, like, people, you're like sitting like this. It's <laughs> so funny because we <laughs> we
2: look like people want to take a good photo of themselves, yeah. right? And I'm like, you just took maybe 50 pictures of the exact same moment yet one of them you think is good right right but like you were the same person all 50 right? Times. Like, exactly how fucked up is that that you think that like now you look good because you looked good in that picture like
0: yes right. you're the yes. same it's person so funny. and then you like confidence gets <laughs> right. built because it's you're you... like oh that that's a good picture of me yeah oh, I look so good whether exactly. you have
1: a double chin or not you're yeah. still the same
0: person yeah. 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 yeah and
2: i think it's great to have photos of yourself for like damn i look good but yeah. like for also, sure if you see like a quote bad picture of yourself it's not a bad picture it's just like oh whatever yeah. right. right do you know what i mean
0: I yeah, don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, but I like it because it's like, uh, there's there's definitely something about like, have being confident. Like, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. t- we're not talking about that. We're not talking about like, hey, you go girl, you like, take some great pictures of yourself. But I feel like it's just the, it's when it turns into the comparison trap where, mm-hmm. where I feel like we can't control that. Like you were saying, like, surround yourself with good people, but we can't, <laughs> this is a horrible, but like with teenagers, like when I was counseling teens, um, and like, we were trying to talk to parents about like how to be careful about like kids and porn and like things will pop up on the screen it's like we can't control the po- things that are popping up on our screen as adults like we can't yeah. control that yeah. like we can kind of curate our feeds to see like what we're like looking at but even Facebook even like any social media channel like everything's going to have some sort well, of like, like ad for a diet pill or yeah, something you, and you're just true, like but you can I feel like we have them, like, to have filters for adults of like yeah. what we the content
1: yeah. but you have to filter it yourself like you yeah. have to filter yes. your reaction to it that's, that's the only way true that's hard yeah, it hard. is really hard but like you can follow someone for years and it can be all positive the next thing you know they're posting a before and after photo and you're like
0: yeah
1: well yeah i just have to like if there's any let that affect
0: yeah if there's anything i've learned around that is like it's it's so like a day-by-day thing yeah and i speak from like experience of like still struggling with it on some level and so i feel like you just have to day by day be like oh that's that thing don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: yeah no i think it, it's weird because I definitely think that whole experience gave me this like emotional detachment from my body. Like mm-hmm. I very much saw my body as just like this body, mm-hmm. you know? And then like I was there and especially I had to do that. I had to dissociate through that period of weight gain because the comments came back again. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, you put on so much weight. Like, why? Oh, Why would someone say that? People like, yeah. and to this day, I want to know time, who these
0: people are. Every t-
2: it's because yeah. I
0: am astab- like I'm appalled. Yeah. that people exist and they mean it. And as a then compliment. like even commenting on your belly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like I'm I like, get People it.
2: still do that Like all the time. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, but and people like to and people will say things like I remember going my like I had an uncle be like oh you've gotten chubby <gasps> and i was like what the fuck you know you what i mean that? like why do you say this and yeah. like i remember like one of my first um holidays home like every single person i talked to made a comment about how i had gained weight someone literally was like oh you've gotten some fat on you and i was like why would you even and like that's what i'm saying you know when it <laughs> comes to i've just stopped coming
1: on to people's bodies like find something yeah better to talk about i know and. I I totally agree. that I don't own a full length mirror. I don't own a scale, and I at first that felt like a big deal. And now I don't even think about it. Yeah. And it, but it does prevent me from ever like I just can go through my whole day and never have to con- like not not confront that information because I think there is also a difference between like the dissociation that you're describing, which is not what you're going for. Like you don't want to be completely disconnected mm-hmm. from your body, but you don't want to obsess over it. And yeah. like that, that area is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what we're going for is like, you care about your body. Yeah. And, and the other thing that we've been talking about, about lately, and I know Joy's looking at the clock cause she's like, Claire, don't launch into this is like the difference between loving your body and loving the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And like you can love yourself and your body, without always loving the way that you look. And yeah. I think that people, it, they think it's apples to apples. Like, well, I ha- in order for me to quote unquote love myself, I have to always love the way I look. And it's like, I, you know, I hate to keep referring to pregnancy because I know it's not an experience that everyone has, but so much of the narrative around like that type of body change is like, well, look at the amazing things your body's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that's fine. But at the same time, like your body can go through changes for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. And whatever those reasons are, they do not validate or invalidate the physical state of your body at that moment. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you are to your point, like whether the picture, whether you have a double chin and like you're half blinking or it's like the perfect photo with the best lighting and you have like a ring light on your phone. <laughs> like you're still the same person. It's yeah. the same exact thing. Like yeah. how can you get to that point where you fully acknowledge and accept like, whatever this like fragile bag of meat
2: that I'm carrying around looks like (laughs) is it. I'm still me. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think a lot of it does tie back to like this sense of purpose though, that like most people haven't figured out. Like I think once you really do feel like you have a clear sense of purpose, it becomes much easier to like not really care as much about your body, you know? Um, because a lot of people are just like driving purpose from like, how good does my body look? Yes. Like
0: that's their only bucket yeah. that they're putting their value yeah. in and it yeah. really is something that I feel like again it's a little, it's a societal thing. I mean, we're all we're all in it together, but I I think we can do better and hopefully that we can kind of start thinking differently about this. Yeah.
2: Throw away the scale. Throw yes. away the scale. Away.
0: Stop doing before and after photos. Stop oh doing weekly gosh. check-ins. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or like trying
0: Creech. to throw in
1: all the like <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, all right. the things.
2: <laughs> all right. So, once again, where can people find you? Yep. They can find me on my website christinaricewellness.com and Instagram christinaricewellness and then I have a podcast called Wellness Realness. And Christina, like. standard spelling C H R. C H R I S T I N A. Great. Rice. Like I don't eat rice, but that's rice, my last name. Like the
1: grain don't yes. eat. Yes, <laughs> like the grain I don't eat. But if
2: you eat it, it's great. It's better than brown rice. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you so much. It's been a blast. Thank you, Christina. You're you you so That was fun. We'll do it again soon.